It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Lincoln. I only have one question for you, Lincoln, to begin this mm-hmm. show. Have you checked out the email inbox lately at flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com? Have you seen the messages that we're getting? Uh, I, I did a couple days ago. Uh, there was only one unread, so I checked checked that out, and it did appear that it was negative towards me, and I was scared. So I clicked it back to, to unread and quickly exited out of that inbox because, you know, there's just a lot of people that are, I guess, hating on my my opinions. And so I like to keep myself insulated. So I got out of there quickly. <laughs> you're, you're ensconced in your bubble right now? Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. I'd say it's a lot of Letsonette G'day stands in there, but they're not even really mentioning her name. They're more just going at you for attacking mm-hmm. the integrity of world records. Listen, today we're going to have more takes about the weakness of that record. And I guess it wasn't about the weakness of the record. It was more uh, about the my disbelief that G'day could, could have the record and be a fringe medal contender in the, in the women's mm-hmm. 5,000. Uh, I suppose that's just the world we live in, so maybe I can revise it a little bit. But I wanted to come out hot after that world record and say this feels indicative of the times, less of the individual. But you know, I can have my opinion. I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to have an opinion yeah. as long as long as people still uh, are are allowing that in the in the track world. I felt like it was a safe space. You know, you can have some takes. And mm-hmm. it seems like yeah. this 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 flow track podcast community is not wanting me to have a have a warm take. It's not even that hot of one. I mean, I just thought I like my world records, my my world record holders to be very accomplished before they do it. And if not, I completely dismiss it. What's wrong with that? Is that is that is that too strong? No, no, it's not. It's not. You're certainly entitled uh, to express that opinion. I don't think you're alone in that opinion. Now, do you think your take? Because now that you have your take. Yeah, like any good take artist, you got to keep it. And then now you need to reverse engineer every new bit of information as evidence that your take is correct. Correct. Gordon, I touched, Gordon, I touched on this yesterday, but Safan Hassan in Hengelo ran 29.36 in the 10,000 in horrible weather. Horrible. Um, they had they had the lights. She had, had a pacer, but it was not ideal circumstances at all. Uh, does that further your argument? I'm going to guess you're going to say yes here, or does that – contradict your argument in any way about the the 5000 meter world record or does it have nothing to do with your well opinion? it furthers my argument here's why the uh <laughs> we'll get into this <clears throat> we'll get into this as i clear my throat i'm having trouble I'll, we'll get into this in a minute when i talk about my article that was just hammering the IWF scoring tables but the 1406 that Gaday ran it was equivalent as far as the scoring tables go to a 2937 10000 Gaday in perfect conditions in Valencia. Hassan, obviously, in Hengelo had horrible conditions. It was under 50 degrees and raining. Uh, and she still managed a 29.36. So uh, it's a weak record, not only that, but I, I think it shows that Safan Hassan would be leaps and bounds under 14.06. And yes, there's something to be said about her just getting there first, Gaday, but I, I, I just I don't see it. If, if that's the case, if you're able to run an equivalent mark in horrible conditions, I, I just don't see you as being deserving of holding the world record. Now, she's deserving in that she broke it, and she's she was broke a record that had stood for 12 years. But I don't know. I just don't think we should be all sh- struck by what Gade did and act like it is a, a, a revelation of her ability to be a gold medal threat, because I don't think she is as long as Safana San and Helen O'Beary are there. I, I understand that's not what her world record said. It didn't. It's not a promise of anything. Uh, yeah. If anything, it was just a sign that the game is changing in the distance events, and that's all I was trying to say. The game is changing, 
And uh, I, I, I do think it is owed some to, to the technology, not, not the shoes, but I think the, the pacing mm-hmm. lights certainly help. That's all I'm saying. And uh, well, no, but what's your, what's your, I, now I'm confused. What is your take? Is your take that the 5,000 meter record was weak and ergo it's easy for, no, I know. I, I, I can see how that break it. Convoluted. Or my is com- the, my, or my, take just that my she, take dude, if you're saying she's not the, okay. A fluke record. Right. But o- it, owing but, itself to the technology. That's the take because that's different yeah. than. That's different than she's still not the best 5,000 meter runner in the world because she's not the best 5,000 well, meter runner in the world. Well, it's different and the same. It's that. different. It could, yeah. It could, it, could be, it could be different and and the same, I think. Uh, I just think, like I said, I don't want a world record holder to not be the best in the distance. It it it, it demands that Safan Hassan get a 5,000 meter time trial set up immediately, <laughs> even though that's not going to happen, I don't think. It it's just it feels wrong. It doesn't it 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 it's a it's a fluky record, and I I don't want any world records to feel fluky, especially when it's coming off of with Tiernesh to Bob, you know, Tiernesh to Bob holding that for twelve years. To me, it just shows that the impact of this of this technology. I I think when when someone that is not the top of the top five thousand meter runners beats it and beats it pretty soundly. I, I think we have a real case for this technology making for a different era, and that's fine. I just don't want to confuse her 5,000 world record with all of a sudden G'day is the best 5,000 meter runner in the world. So, most people aren't going to make that mistake, but some will. And uh, I don't know. I just wanted to remind people that Safana San still around. G'day still has not proven herself on the track. She's been good in cross country and she's very, very young, as you pointed out. But she uh, has a long way to go for me to be a believer, I, I should say. Okay, let's get to your article here. Before I get even more confused as to what exactly you're you're arguing, uh, yeah. What did you you ranked these? Are we getting an echo here? I don't know if we're getting an echo. I can hear my voice back again. Anyway, um, okay. you ranked these world records. You ranked these world records from uh, 2020. Now you left out. I don't know why you left this out. You left out the hour run marks and the 5K road mark from Chepta Guy. Uh, as mm-hmm. a completist, I really feel like you shortchanged us here. Uh, did you just list these in order of IAAF or World Athletics table well, points? I didn't I mean, intend to. It did. It didn't. It that's did a, perfectly. That's a Gordon line. effort. That's a Gordon level yeah. effort there. In terms it of did. List. I, I was going to make a statement about that because yes, it aligned as far as the point totals, but I do think the rankings reflect both an objective and subjective uh, reality for how I had it, <clears throat> and then obviously objective in the sense that that's how the points. Uh, went down and then to your first thing <clears throat> the uh scoring tables don't have a five thousand or a 5k road thing uh they don't mm-hmm. they don't have room for that because i think and then i think you see the scoring tables are from 2017 and the 5k was just added as a world record in the last whatever couple years and then they just completely ignore the the hour run because i <clears throat> yeah but that's where no you idea. step in just because they I know, but I didn't have it. any points. I, I thought about okay, they got like a thirty k. I could put that in, but I think I think uh, Abdi whatever. Uh, I think he actually was Farah at that point, so it was too yeah. much. It was too much for me, and I think we all know those records were going to be. I mean, not not Chapter Guys twelve fifty one, but since he was so well represented, I thought I can leave him out. He's got a couple other good marks in here, and then as far as Mo Farah and Sfanasan, I think we both can recognize that was probably going to be at or near the bottom of the list. So I didn't feel the need to uh, to cover them in, in this article. So just the just okay. six world records, the the pole vault, men's pole vault, men's 10,000, 5,000, women's half, women's 5,000, and the women's triple jump from from indoors. So those were the those are the marks I looked at. I forgot the women's indoor triple jump happened mm. this year i How gotta be honest you? when i was scrolling down you know and i even forgot world or sorry the women's half marathon i did not remember that happening yeah, from February. Know, yeah. yeah and that was when cause guy got beaten and we talked about that a little bit in the lead up to the london marathon but it didn't jump out i just thought oh okay this is mm-hmm. going to be chapter guy this is going to be good day and if you broaden this 
to what the best performance was and you had to do a top 10, you'd introduce things like Ryan Krauser's 900 throws yeah. over 22 meters and Warholm's runs. There would be a, a, a deep list of performances to, to pull from, but you just went straight scoring tables. So I don't, what's the, is there a controversy here? I don't, I, Mondo well, number one. I, I, okay. I, I, so here's the, I think here's the controversy. Maybe, maybe, you know, we'll see. You left Mondo's Gaudet off the list, even though she got the world record because it was a fraud. <laughs> just triple That's asterisk. That's what you did? Uh, yeah. Uh, the Mondo's three famous jumps from 2020, his obviously a 618 world record, his 617 the previous week, which was the world record, and then the 615 just this past month. Those three were higher than any other performance on this list per the scoring tables. Uh, Josh, and there's another revelation I'll tell you about <clears throat> in just a second about the 10,000, but mm. his three jumps, his three jumps were worth 13, 17 points for the 618, mm. 13, 14 for the 617 and 13, 08 for the 615. The next closest was Chepta guys, 10,000, which was 13, 06. So the item is 39,000 points. Career, it's so many points. points, and, and it, as like Gordon would point out, levels. the most points, most points before the twenty-first birthday. Um, the fact that he has three performances ahead of Cheptegei's crowning achievement, which I think is the ten thousand, although the five thousand, pretty good as well. I think that's his case for athlete of the year. If IWF is going to, or World Athletics is going to choose based on comparing performances statistically. Now, if they choose the eye test way, the emotional way, and maybe the recent way, they, they'll go to Cheptegei and also high profile of the event and the, pro, you know, all, things of that nature. Uh, they'll, they'll go Cheptegei. But th there is a very stiff competition for athlete of the year. And that's crazy because we're also just ignoring Carson Warholm and, and uh, Ryan Krauser, I, I think, because those guys didn't break world records. <clears throat> yeah, and I, th I think it, I think I found that there's a strong, strong argument, and maybe this isn't a revelation, but there's a strong case, despite it just being in one event, Mondo Duplantis should be athlete of the year. Your response? You have two minutes. I would go. Well, I'd listen to that argument. I would definitely listen yeah. to that argument. The thing with Mondo, the advantage that Mondo has not just the three combined performances that are better than one of Chepta guys, according to the, the scoring tables. You sound so enthusiastic about that. Well, I'm still getting this echo in my ear. I just don't know what's going on oh, with this okay. thing. I don't know if it's you or me or something like that. So it's just making this really hard to, it's like live TV. It's like, you know, I can't, uh, can't focus. Um, let me try that again. I'll make this enthusiastic argument. I think you're right. I do think you're right. I think Mondo's it's the depth and breadth of his performances. He has not just those top three, but you go even five deep, right? He was routinely vaulting over yeah. six meters. Look at the amount of competitions he did versus Chapter Guy. Here's the thing, though. This conversation is not over. This debate is not over. You want to know why, Lincoln? Do you want to know why? Because Chapter Guy. I'll tell you why. Chapter Guy still running. Yeah. Yep. You don't know this, but Chapter Guy is still running. Did I just blow your mind? What if I told you, Lincoln, he has a race this weekend. He has a race this weekend yeah, at the World Half Marathon Championships. So I don't think it's completely over. I think it's clearly between those two gentlemen. I think if Cheptegei didn't get the world record in the 10,000 and ran something pedestrian like, I don't know, 26-18, then <laughs> he would have been out and we would have focused solely on Mondo. I think we're going to have to see what happens at the World Half Marathon Championships. Because he doesn't have as many competitions as Mondo. Granted, all of his competitions no. have been spectacular, but he doesn't have as many. So I think it's fair to judge him on this. It's not like this is his 20th competition and you're going to ding him with a loss. He doesn't have that many competitions. So I think it's fair to expect him, if he wants to be Athlete of the Year, to win this World Half Marathon title. And if that's the case, then I think it swings back in his favor. But right now... Mm -hmm. I'll give the slight edge to, to Mr. Duplantis because of the reasons you said. And and I and I agree with you, and, and I should have noted that in the article. Clear air there, my bad. But I have to wonder, though, do you get an edge 
for Mondo when when he says, what else can I possibly do that if I can't win athlete of the year with this performance? And obviously, if Chep the guy wins, if he dominates in his half debut, he's been transcended his first few couple performances. He's only run twice, but he's broken a or three times. Uh, but he's broken a world record every single time out. That's pretty good. Uh, Mondo, though, has played the game. He's competed basically at every turn. He's mm-hmm. done. He's been a, a dream for world athletics as far as a, in a year without the Olympics, with the Olympics being postponed, with world indoors being postponed. He's been a participant as about as much as possible. He even you know, was one of the founding members of the Garden Clash. The mm-hmm. guy has been in class every single day. We're talking about two valedictorians. One, though, has a 93% attendance rate, and one is 100% and stays after class. I, I feel like even if guy does as expected and wins in whatever it's called, Gadina for the World Half Championships, you kind of have to honor the fact that, that Mondo Duplantis was kind of carrying the season for at least well, hold on for the, for the field on. events on his own for a while hold on chepta guy he can't do a garden clash 5000 he can't run a 10000 at his house i don't know how big his house is but i'm guessing it doesn't have a track behind it the diamond league <laughs> the diamond league doesn't have a lot of opportunities in 5000 yeah. and 10000 meter races yes were there more than he signed up for yes he's only run a handful of times but you could turn this on its head and say, well, how do you deny Joshua Cheptegei Athlete of the Year? The guy broke the 5,000, 10,000 records, ran a 12.51, and then if he goes on to win the World Half Championships, is a, a world champion. Mm-hmm. That's only four performances. I understand that's only four performances. But given the shortened year, that's perfect. That's perfect. You could not have asked for much more. So neither guy – likes the fact that the other guys compete in the same year. If it happened in any other year, this would be a walk in the park. If they did these same things in 2019, they would have won athlete of the year by a mile, but they have just the unfortunate duty of competing in the same year and doing this at the same time. And then not to mention Krauser and Warholm, who basically did everything short of breaking a world record this year. Well, let me introduce a possible outcome here that I'm sure everyone will love. What's the chances that they share Athlete of the Year, even if Cheptegei uh, mm. does win the World Half title? Feels like a very yeah. uh, non-decision decision, but I, I, I almost think it it is a, a possibility. I think you got to pick. Make you got to pick. Tracks about winning yeah. and losing. Got to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not mm-hmm. the New York Times editorial endorsement for the primary. You have to choose one. You can't have a, a co-winner <laughs> here. Let me blow your mind for a second, though. You ready? You ready to have your mind yeah. blown again for the second time? Yes. Women's Athlete of the Year. Women's Athlete of the Year. Good day. Is it? I mean, she didn't win in Monaco. That's a knock. The thing is, the women's side is just so much weaker. I mean, there just hasn't been any like dominant force on the level anywhere close of even the top four on the men's side. I know we've gone over this ad nauseum, but it, I mean, it certainly could be Gaday. Um, maybe Kazguy, too. Well, no, she's lost a couple times. I mean, she's, but, you know, Kazguy's run well every time she's gone out, unless you don't count her deafest reasons in the one hour run. But I, you're right. It may it was it probably should go to Gaday based on that on that world record. But uh, gosh, I feel like there's got to be somebody else that's, I you know, yeah, Rojas hasn't jumped in forever. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe yeah. you're right. Gaday's gonna win it with two races and one win. Incredible. Incredible. And she's gonna win World Athlete of the Year. I think she should. Hassan still has a competition at World Half. Maybe they would give it to her. She's got the hour record, but she DNF'd in Monaco. She has yeah. the the fast time that we talked about in the 10,000, number four all time. So she has obviously good performances to her name. You can make an argument for Mir. You can make an argument for Obiri or Faith Kipyegon. But if somebody runs 1406 this year, yeah. that just that stands out. That one performance carries much more significance than it does a a series of wins on the circuit 
I think she's going to do it, and I think it's going to be the least amount of competitions by a war athletics really? champion. I mean, I probably – the years when marathoners win, they don't even they run probably more than that because they usually yeah, no get kidding. a half in there somewhere. But I think Gaday one win, two races. I think she's going to be the women's athlete of the year. Yeah, you have to look at it from a uh, I don't know PR perspective. Which which performance got the most attention? And I, it certainly has to be her her uh, her fourteen oh six world record. Um, I know there's some recency bias there, but unless you're going to go back to you know, just really looking at indoors. And I don't think anyone necessarily separated themselves there. Uh, I, I agree. It has to, has to be good day. And I won't even put an asterisk on it. So there you go. Uh, all you good day stands. I am willing to concede that she will be the athlete of the year. Yeah. I don't look at it as a crass PR move because, you know, there's integrity to these things, Lincoln, that apparently you don't subscribe to. I think we need to have a higher standard. I just think in a year that was so weird like this, like I'm looking at Obiri. Obiri only raced on the track four times. She won in Nairobi. She won in Monaco. She won in Doha. And then she got 11th in Stockholm. Like that's not a resume. And she ran 1422 in the 5,000. That's great. But that's not a resume of someone who's going to be athlete of the year. Faith Kipiegon, of course, had a good season. She attempted to break the thousand meter record like seventeen times. times. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of times, like an excessive amount of times. She <laughs> went. Let's see. She went. She ran one fifty seven in the eight hundred. Uh, she ran three fifty nine in the fifteen hundred, and then two twenty nine a couple times in the thousand. But she ran six times. She was six for six. That's a good. That's a good record. Is that enough to overcome a fourteen oh seven? I don't think so. Mirror obviously raced a bunch as well too. I think it. I think it's just a weird quirk that Gade is gonna end yeah. up with this thing. And then on the men's side, I think it's still still TBD, depending on what happens at the World Half Marathon Championships. Because if you use the metric of okay, like who owned the year, right? Who just that intangible element? Mm-hmm. Mondo definitely owned a lot of the competitions he was in, but you know, Chepta guy towards the back half has really made up made up that gap and i think we're gonna yeah i think we're gonna find out a a little bit which way world athletics leans like which way i I think you can't help but incorporate some bias when you talk about events that are so different and yet the dominance and the the records are albeit in much different amounts of competition are very similar uh the records that they're breaking the dominance that they're displaying and you know the the way the the scoring tables reflect the quality of the performances. I realize Mondo Mondos are higher, but at you know Chep the guys are very very high relative to distance performances of, of the past. Um, and he's breaking records of Kennedy Sipakele, who was a superstar, obviously. Um, so we're gonna find out which way World Athletics do they view you know track performances better or field performances. We'll find out. I think. Yeah, and I think that is going to factor in. I mean, you don't need to look any further than 2016 when somehow Usain Bolt won Athlete of the Year despite barely mm-hmm. running at all and putting up a, a 19.8 and a 19.78 at the Olympics, which yeah, you, you can never uh, you can never scoff at any any double, but he was not the, was a, the Athlete of the Year yeah. in 2016. That was a Lifetime Achievement not. Award. That was a Lifetime Achievement Award, yeah. Yeah, wait, but he had five other ones, right? Yeah. Like, oh, eight. Yes, he earns it. Oh, nine. Great. 11. Okay, might be a bit of a, you know, he false started and only got yeah. one gold. Might be stretch it. 12. Hey, he's back yeah. in 12. That was pretty good. 2013, started to taper off. Okay. 14, he never really ran, so they couldn't give it to him that huh. year. Uh, 15, 15, they yeah. gave it to Eaton. 15 oh. goes Eaton, and then, and then oh. Bolt gets it in 16. I mean, what's wild is Kipchoge only has two of these, and he may end, yeah. his, end his career with only two of them. Yeah, um, that's how I that's how I make my goat argument. Is you know I got I got to go through the athlete of the year. How many athlete of the year trophies did you get? That's definitely how we do this in track and field. We're giving a lot of weight to this athlete of the year trophy. When it comes out, it's announced. I'll be like, oh, okay, that's who won. Great. I think it's coming off like just, I care a lot, but I don't. 
it's just a weird it's just a weird it's just a weird quirk um yeah this yeah, year yeah. because because you got the, the men's field that's just stacked in the women's field with this strange situation where the only the most impressive performance comes from someone who barely ran yeah do you want to do you want to read these emails now you can mute well, if just, you want to not before we get to that emails. i just wanted to get your opinion on this because so second on my list i, I mentioned that mono Duplantis's three jumps were better than anything else we saw this year um Number two on this list, as far as world records, was Cheptegei's 26-11 flat, which was worth 1,306 points. That's not on itself that big of a deal, except for when you consider that 1,306 points per the scoring tables, the highest, the greatest distance running world record ever. And that puts it, yes, above David Rudisha's 140-91. Now, I mentioned in the article... Of course, you're gonna. You can still argue that Radishas is better, just with the eye test and given the stage it was run on. But the equivalent to Cheptegei's 26 flat in the 800 would be 140.78. Uh, is there any world in which you consider this 26.11 as a greater performance than Radishas 140.91 from the Olympic final in 2012? Greater performance? No, because of the stage as yeah. you mentioned and because of the pressure that he did it under i think chapter guy knocking six seconds off a legendary record over ten thousand meters obviously is is just the pinnacle uh, of sports but as you've seen with rudisha's mark people are rarely running 141s rarely oh, yeah. running 141s and now winning times in the Diamond League are now 142, 143. So it's held up at least for eight years now. And all these records are viewed through the prism of, of history, right? If someone came the next year in 2013 at those world championships, ran 140.8, we'd be like, or even if Rudisha did it himself, he ran in some one-off weird meet and ran 140.8 and got the world record. I think we would think of that differently. But yeah. to break a world record in, in an Olympic final just doesn't get any any bigger than that. The difference in points here is so small. We're talking about what thirteen oh six versus thirteen oh two. That to me, these things are more for general guidelines, and I use yeah. them to, to to kind of figure out the range of where we're at. But when you get down to four points, I think it's it, it, it's it's incredibly it's incredibly close. But to me, I think the the Rudisha mark is the is the better performance. And also because Cheptegei, a victim of his own success a little bit here, had already run the 5,000 record. And for a lot of us, it seemed like a formality that he'd be able to break the 10K world record. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I guess I was just surprised that, and again, this is like, uh, whose line is it anyways? The points don't matter, right? Um, but I was surprised that the, the one... Horse, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. I, I think it's whose line is it anyways. I guess no, a sports reference is more fitting. Um, I was surprised that, that for Radisha's 140.91 was not worth more more points for as mm -hmm. un, unimportant as it is. I, I would have thought, okay, that's the that's the gold standard. That's a, as high as, you know, that's going to be up there with Mono Duplantis's <clears throat> at, at, at worst and higher because I think we look at that and, and I, I guess it's because of the stage it was run on as yeah. probably a top five track and field performance of all time, uh, you know, with, with bolts sprinting world records as, as well. Um, but I think it is married to the fact of it was run in the Olympic final and, you know, eight, seven other people or six other people PR'd or broke, broke records. Uh, and it was just such a dominant performance without pacers of which we're not used to record-breaking performances being that way. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it does, it does help me appreciate. And I, like you said, I, I think we did take a little bit for granted that Cheptegei would run this because if he had already broke the record, but it does help me at least appreciate Cheptegei's run a little bit more. And the fact that he may be a guy that could possibly break 26 minutes one day, it's just, just uh would have been unthinkable previously. So, uh, yeah, just a little interesting tidbit there uh, to a different way to to view this 2611. Mm -hmm. 
All right, let's look at these emails here. Uh, first up from Kevin. I listened to the podcast every day. I was very disappointed in the podcast that addressed the world record set last week. You should have been excited to discuss the history of the records and break down the races instead of discussing the reasons that I should not be excited about the records. <laughs> no, that's what I do. I try uh, to downplay just, excitement. Down, that's what I, I – Should I just keep going and read all the other ones? I, uh, that's what, uh, when, we have birthdays, when we have birthdays in my house, I deliberately say, no, today's a day not to celebrate because I don't like having any fun. So no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we got another one. Here's one from, from Brad. Uh, very interesting subject. Look at all the updates over the last 20 years. Tracks and Mondo surfaces, spikes, shoes, training, nutrition, pacers, pacing ice, etc. I'm with Chalimo's thoughts that these are not races. These are pace tempo runs, very fast tempo with decreased stress of any resemblance to racing, spacing, placing, changing pace, the need for a kick that any other runner will test you, et cetera. Does this minimize the result? I think that this uh, is the argument. It seems that many people think a sub two hour marathon was just a joke or experiment. I think it's amazing that Iliad could perform that tempo in both attempts. I am not sure many or any others could do that, but those are not considered races. Well, neither are these two recent events. Then how do we note these results truly world records or asterisk the results? Do we only accept world records and races only? That being said, all of these planned attempted results are incredible regardless. It just surprises me that the Kipchoge marathon experiment is just that, but these track results are considered the real deal. I love the result being asterisk and the events to be continued. I'm more interested in seeing the times in quotes, in true race with the best people all racing at the same time and the results of those type of races, gold, silver, and bronze. I've been watching and participating in track and field road running cross country for 50 years and will continue to as long as I can with great excitement and interest. I also love these discussions about old records and athletes versus new ones. What will we do without the ability to be both amazed and critical at the same time? That is Brad. I like that last line. That is true. And that's what makes track fans track fans. Yeah, exactly. And embody that encompasses everything that it is. You can you can be you you're amazed in the moment, and then you can find a way to kind of dump on it later based on technology or I don't know circumstance. You know, to, if you're not a big fan of time trials, I, I would say that there's still races. When we look at time trials, they're they're races. They're just races against the clock. That that's obvious. That's not a some big revelation, but it, it it is a race. You know, you're 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 under pressure to to beat an opponent. It's just an opponent that's you know there in history, and not right next to you. It, it it's it's different. But I guarantee you, Joshua Chep, the guy was still feeling the pressure in the last lap as if he was racing someone. It just obviously was not not the same. It's it it. I'm glad we have different types of events in in track and field. Obviously, head-to-head competition, I'm appreciative of it, and it's why you get into the sport, and it's the purity of it. But when you get a special athlete and they're able to challenge somebody else from the past, it adds a different wrinkle that you know no other sport has. I know it's corny, but if we think of the Jordan versus LeBron argument, it's not like we can have a, you know, a, a, a Jordan versus LeBron competition that would you know, objectively prove one is, one is better. I guess you could say the amount of titles, but – here we can actually do that and there will still be some argument based on the technology, mm-hmm. but at least you can have that. And so it's, it's, it's a race. It's just obviously a different kind of race. On the same topic from George, I cannot agree more of oh, this. He says, Kevin, I cannot agree more with you today on the podcast about the world records. The Pacers might be keeping track of those lights, but the runners certainly are not. To discredit the unbelievable efforts, efforts that both Gaudet and Cheptegei put in by themselves after the Pacers dropped from the race is very disrespectful. To your point, having the world record does not necessarily mean that you are the unbeatable runner in that event. We have seen it time and time again. The opposite is also true, and your example of Mo is a perfect example. Sorry to say, but Lincoln was way off on his arguments today. The lights are a good visual for the spectators to understand how the performance that they are watching compares to the best performance ever, similar to the swimming record line, which makes watching swimming so much more exciting. Keep up the good work. That is George. So, well, the argument here is that they've invested all this money for lights simply as a spectator element. I I don't buy that. That doesn't strike me as it's something both. that is. It's both. Yeah, it's, it's both. both. But I think it's a it's a significant aid to the athlete, which <clears throat> is I think we're, we'll find out. I think. This is going to be a take that ages well 
when we see when they develop and they get a holograph, you know, maybe in the, in the we get a in the men's fifteen hundred for Timothy Carrot, we get a Hisham El Guru's uh, El Guru's holograph that he can run next to and see the the, the developments for this wavelight technology are not done, and we're gonna find out. Somebody's gonna tell the truth. <laughs> I don't think the guy in his head, they're gonna tell the truth and be like, Come "Oh on. yeah, the wavelight technology is tremendously helpful." Because right now they're playing coy and being like, "It's just for the fans." No, no, it's not. No, it, it helps the Pacers, and then if it helps the Pacers, it also helps the athletes running because both people are running. Stop. Yeah. I, I don't want to discredit it know, too much. It's, just- it's it's a big factor. I know, but again, my point is it's just a stand-in for an effective pacer. It's just optimizing pacing. That's what it's doing. Yeah. And that does that help? Absolutely. But it also helps if you have Bram Som pacing you in an 800 versus if you had Gordon Mack pacing you in an 800. Oh, well, that's tough. It's so I, 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 did, to- I didn't mean to use the <laughs> – I didn't mean his name in there. Actually, I did. But that's that's why I don't – see it as just this, this black and white issue here is I, I think it's just helping something that already people get to take advantage of and i do think the spectator thing matters like you may not you may want to be tortured watching broadcasts on television but i like it when the viewing experience is better i like the fact mm-hmm. that track you could argue with all the talk of hashtag innovation that your guy lord sebastian co has talked about for years and years mm-hmm. and years. And usually like innovation means like, let's get rid of the discus. And you're like, wait a minute, why is that going to get more people watching track? That's just getting rid of the discus. Yeah. Like this, this might be it. This might be the best thing. Not to say it's still, it's still miles away probably from other sports innovations, but this might yeah. be the one thing that they've landed on. And they're doing it at a time when people are able to take advantage of the lights. But listen, it, there seems to be this notion. And I think you are in this group that if we had the lights with the athletes 10 years ago, that they would have just broken Bekele's record because it magically zooms them to world records. The athletes are already there. Their mm. athletes are already good. The lights are maybe pushing it over the top uh, to a certain extent, but it's, this is the same thing. And I know you don't want to talk about the shoes, but this is the same thing of people attributing everything to Kipchoge's shoes. It's like, no, the dude was a ridiculously fast marathoner and the greatest marathoner of all time before mm-hmm. he even put those things on so yeah. the lights aren't going to make you into a world record holder when when you're not close is it going to help you squeeze out that extra bit yeah but if chapter guys breaking this thing by several seconds if g'day smashing this thing by five seconds four seconds i think they were going to do it without the lights mm. yeah that's fair take um here's what i think they should do here's what i think they should do to, to prove you wrong. Cause you're talking about the lights are going to like become, have human like properties and turn into holograms. Yeah. And yeah, do I think what they should do is, is next time they do this race, just to prove you wrong. Next time, like say there's a Hassan record attempt, right? Have the lights through 3k. And then when the rabbit steps off, someone shoots out all the bulbs individually, or they just turn off the switch. One or the other depends. They can choose how, dramatic they want to be with it and then we'll see what happens to hassan over the last five laps we'll see what happens when she doesn't have the lights and i think it's not going to surprise you that she's going to be fine and she's going to continue right on the same pace and then she's probably going to kick hard do you think hassan's going sub 14 next year serious question yes yes i think multiple people are going sub 14 next year i think obiri can do it as well i i I think that's how much better they are than than g'day and Wow, am I just dumping on her time and Jeez, time again? Just let her, leave her, let, her have, let her have a moment for a bit. I know. Uh, I don't know. I just felt like, yeah, it just felt like the equivalent of like Jakob Ingebrigtsen breaking the the five thousand meter world record. Just didn't feel right to me. Um, yeah, okay, we'll see. I, yeah, turn off if you do it without the lights. That's uh, that's a mic drop for sure. Will do you it without stop, the lights. Yeah, we stop stop talking about it then. That point, can yeah. we retire it? Yeah, we can retire the take. Absolutely, I'll I'll take it out back and bury it. <laughs> but they'll come up with something else. It'll be the sh- it'll go back to the shoes then or something else, right? That's yeah. that's that's the that's my issue with this is it's always something else and it's never 
hey, as Brad was listing before, look at all these advantages that they have over previous decades that all add up to them them being uh, better. History didn't stop with Tiernish Tababa and Kenanisa Bekele. People didn't quit running at that point. They didn't say, hey, let's not try to improve that at all. Let's just give up. Didn't happen. It, it, um, for, for, for a PR perspective for the sport, it I think you have to be appreciative that the conversation is on legitimate advantages as opposed to what used to be the case, or maybe still is the case for some corners. Oh, a really good performance? Well, yeah. that person's like, we're not talking about yeah. that. And, you know, that's because those athletes, G'day and Chepta Guy, have earned that based on being very young and having a very good careers up to this point. But you have to look at it. I think we look at, have a tendency to look at it negatively and say, oh, this conversation, we just can never be happy about anything. Well, at least the conversation's not about, I bet this this athlete's doping. I mean, that's good, right? That yeah. doesn't mean they're not. Guys, be, ha it's good. <laughs> be happy with Lincoln, all right? He's picking something yeah. else to poo-poo yeah. the records yeah. about. <laughs> all right, let's... We got some other ones criticizing you, but I think people get the point. Uh, we got someone asking about when Shoe King is coming out, so stay tuned on Let's that one. 100% abundantly clear. That was on April Fool's Day. That is a complete joke. I, I don't know. Every couple oh, months no. we have somebody ask about that. No? Just keep it going? Okay, sorry. Never mind. It's well, coming out. It no. <laughs> they delayed production. They delayed production. Uh, they When... When they had to get Capriati on the record after he left Nike, and uh, so we had to, to wait until he quit, until uh, he could come and get interviewed for it. Uh, someone asked if we have a Caitlin Tui update. We do not, unfortunately. Hope she's doing well. Uh, Aaron wants to know how to donate to the Coffee for Lincoln Fund if they there's a uh, okay. road trip to Stillwater for the oh, meet yeah. this weekend. Update on update. that. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, Gordon bailed on us. He's going to fly. So not only is there no road trip, there's no group going. It's just Gordon. So on one hand, you'll get coverage from the meet and you'll get insight that only Gordon could get, such as Mike Smith's hat color. Uh, the yeah. bad news is you, you, won't get, you won't get Lincoln and you do not need to donate to his coffee fund. Exactly. I'll be at home. Uh, nice and warm in, in Taylor, Texas, and not not you know slumming it in Stillwater. How many times does Gordon get yelled at this weekend for, for to put back on his mask? Over under five times. I think it's a fair. <laughs> and Gordon, and Dave Smith's going to be begging begging for the D team once he sees Gordon show up. What do you? What I, I listened when you and Gordon were discussing this. Were you actually going to go? Because it was hard to tell in the tone of your voice. No, no, I was never actually going to go. I oh. no, <laughs> two kids. No, we got. Uh, uh, no, as you know, the, please. We've got a. Tell me how two. We've got a nine-week-old baby. It's it's constant. Like I can't just abandon ship for that. I mean, if if no, I don't know. May, maybe, but I just did the prospect of bringing that up to my wife. Hey, I'm going to go on a trip that uh, you know that we didn't I was ready know. For and, it. Yeah. Um. Fortunately, there's a budget for our company, and and you know you got the act. It's better. It's better. Gordon goes anyways. You know he represents the company so well, and and he'll get out there and get all the time. He'll get like seventeen thousand pieces of additional content. It's just it it's good. He I, I like the angle he brings to journalism. I just enjoy it so much. So uh, we'll see what he comes up with. And I'm always fascinated. He'll he'll get. He'll he'll he won't be afraid to get within six feet of people. He'll he'll just get up right in there. You know, I would have tried to respect social distancing. He'll get right up in there and, and get all the scoops. So he 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 needs to be the guy that goes. It's good. I think I still have some of his equipment from indoors because we left in such a hurry that we just threw stuff in the bag and then flew home Nothing and better. haven't seen him in person since. Yeah, I think I have some of his stuff. I wanted to go. I would have uh, definitely definitely gone. It's. I wouldn't mind getting out of town for a little bit, even mm -hmm. if it's just for 24 hours. I would have, I talked myself into making the drive and not a bad drive, kinda, not horrible. No. Yeah. Just sometimes when you haven't had a road trip in a while, it sounds good. You haven't even really been in your car for a while. It sounds appealing. Yeah. And then going, if BYU and NAU run a teams, there's a lot of top flight uh, runners there between the men and the women. So I was, 
I was excited. So I'll have to live, yeah, vicariously through Gordon now, which is which is tough. Um always hard. I don't know. I don't know when yeah, I don't know when the next beat is, but we'll see. Uh one more here. This is from Brandon, who is critical of Lincoln, but for a different reason. Stuart McSwain. How is a oh, 330 gee. guy not a metal threat? The bronze medal in Doha, Lewandowski is a 331 guy. Saying McSwain isn't a threat for a medal is crazy. His best shot for a medal in Tokyo is a 1500. Also, Chiriot said on Instagram, quote, a small hamstring niggle prevented me from firing on all cylinders, end quote. So I would not say this 800 is a great indication of his ability in the event. Oh, this is an old email. This is an old email dumping on me. Um, yeah. Yeah. McSwain, yeah. From the yeah. So the getting to the Lewandowski medal, that's a that's a once every couple of years fluke. I mean, that just happens. He's he. Oh come on, know. come on. What Centro's? Come on. What what Centro's status in this? Come on. No, no. Like I said, I think we said at the time is 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 Mick. We you asked is Centro a metal threat, and I said no. That that ship has sailed. No, but in sixteen and, in sixteen, you wouldn't have given him a chance either. Yeah, would you? That's mine. I'd have to go back back and look at the races. I mean, as a previous medalist, I probably would have looked at his record in 2011 and 2013 and realized he won the world indoor gold. And obviously the world indoor gold is not compared to the Olympic title. Really? But I, I would have said he's running well this year and, you know, previous history. Uh, you listen, McSwain, very, very good. Okay, I'm willing to push him into the medal threat category. However, if he gets a medal in Tokyo, I will be surprised. I, I genuinely, if he is ahead of three of uh, Chariot, of Ingebrigtsen, of McLuffy, I will be surprised. Genuinely. Here's some bronze medalists throughout the years. Johan Kranji of uh, South Africa. Great. In time Okay, good. Uh, uh, twenty seventeen. You know who got bronze in twenty seventeen in the fifteen hundred? No, I forgot. Philip Ingerbritson. Philip Ingerbritson is that Norwegian. much better than than McSwain. Then you have Lewandowski. You go to the Olympic side of things. I mean, Nick Willis got bronze in Rio. So if you want to throw out the central result, you can look just at. Uh, Nick Willis, Aguirre, well, Menzano and Aguirre in silver and bronze in 12. Uh, Medibala got a, a bronze in 08. That is the 1500. The 1500 is all about random yeah. people random dude bronze. getting in. The random dude bronze, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, and he, I, he's not even that random. This guy's legitimately good. I mean, he runs 728 for 3,000. I'm with Brandon here. I think you're crazy on this. I don't know why you get cornered into these like really weird – Really weird takes. I don't understand it. Mm. Yeah, Stuart McSwain. He did take a loss. Did take a loss over the weekend to Yomi Kajelka. You lose to Kajelka, you can't get fifteen hundred bronze. I think somebody <laughs> said that somewhere, uh, and I think that that's proven out. Uh, no, I I understand. I have some 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 takes that aren't that aren't good. That's just kind of my style. So you you need that person. You need the person who has horrendous takes every once in a while to balance out balance out the the chaos. Uh, a question I was going to ask, um, and I don't imagine you have, but Oscar Pistorius documentary. Uh, I I know I'm the only ESPN Plus subscriber probably on this podcast, <laughs> but uh, I've been watching that recently. Uh, it's a little bit all over the place. But I would recommend it not only just for the um, uh, if you are on ESPN Plus, not only just for all of. I didn't realize how much attention it got in South Africa. I obviously know, knew he was a big deal in South Africa, but it was an absolute zoo as far as the media coverage in, in South Africa. And I didn't realize to to that scale how big it was. And then two, they have so much footage from his early days as as a Paralympian dating back to the 2004 Paralympics. Uh, it's a it's a worthy watch just for that alone, and then also to uh, to just uh, really going in depth on the on the case um, involving, unfortunately, the the killing of his girlfriend. So it's it's a it's a pretty well done documentary. I was skeptical at first, but the family I think provided a lot of footage, and uh, I think it's a balanced. It's it's a little bit I think on on the side of Pistorius, a little sympathetic I would say. So if you're if you come down hard on him, maybe you won't like it. But I, it's a it's a good piece, which I, I think I was a little surprised 
um, pleasantly surprised how good, how well done it was. So check it out if you if you haven't already. And I'm Kevin. It may be worth me sharing my my login for you to check it out if you haven't. <laughs> That'd be deeply appreciated, Lincoln. I've been watching yep. the uh, Nexium doc on ah. HBO, which you're into cults, so I'm sure you've seen that. Or you're yeah, into some documentaries people, about cults. I've heard that they, some people are critical. They say it's a if as far as cults go, it's kind of a boring cult. So you know, I like my cults to be really interesting, and uh, I don't want a boring cult. Is that to really into? Is, is that really a, somebody has that, that really take, somebody take has take, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's still two more episodes of it. It drags on a lot and goes in a lot of directions that I think is unnecessary. But I just I know you love those HBO documentaries too about high profile. While weird situations so you just I'm, you're I'm waiting for the next season of ozark let's be honest you're just waiting yes for ozark of, course, to back, right? of course um and uh yeah i've had to drop hbo since because i'm basically subscribed to everything else so uh, <laughs> uh i finally broke down and and and, and uh, signed up for the athletic it is officially i'm like the stereotypical sports fan i have like every i've you know six dollars here six dollars there going out <laughs> so it's uh, I gotta I gotta button that up. It's it's getting ugly. All right, email the show flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Please do it. Gordon and Lincoln are on tomorrow. There's not a ton to talk about because there's only so many times you can preview the Oklahoma State cross country meet that's coming up. <laughs> Lincoln and I on on Friday, Lincoln and I will probably dive into world half. So maybe maybe tomorrow can be an ask Gordon anything, an A G A. Yeah. So email in all your questions about Gordon to flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Lincoln has been a good sport today. They haven't been questions at Lincoln so much as they have been shots at his integrity. So let's just pivot to regular old questions about Gordon Mack. He's been covering the sport for six years now, I think, at Flow Sports. 2014 is when he started. Uh, He doesn't believe sunscreen works. He's a 76ers fan. Uh, He's got a lot of interesting things to to share so they can be short questions send them in flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com when i listen tomorrow lincoln i want to hear a segment of the show doesn't need to be the whole show a segment of the show where we do a ask gordon anything are you in at i'm i'm in and let me help brit not breaking news on my own but let me just announce somebody mm. else's breaking news in the last seconds of this podcast savannah san out of the world half marathon championships so there you go you know, when you said there's some breaking news, you, when you said there's some breaking news coming in, I was just like, oh man, this could go a lot of different ways. And I didn't see that one yeah. coming. I did not see that one yeah. coming. But I think that, that, so now I have some breaking news from me. I have officially called Women's Athlete of the Year for Latensa Betkadeh because 99% of the precincts were in. There was a chance if Hassan <laughs> dropped an absolute hammer at the World Half Championships, that would have elevated her. I now, after looking at advanced statistical analysis on all athletes in the World Athletics database, I'm prepared to call World Athletics Athlete of the Year for the women, uh, Latensa Betkudeh. Congratulations. There you go. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> all right. That's it. Flowcheckpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to our producer, Elon. We will talk to you guys next time.